the widespread uh, myth of uh, the flat earth. In other words, the idea that in the Middle Ages, people believed that the earth was flat and that they would fall off the edge if they went too far away. And then finally, we will finish up in lecture eight with a look at at least the medieval evidence for probably the most famous relic of uh, Christianity, and that is the Shroud of Turin. So in this lecture, we're going to begin with King Arthur. And I don't think I need to say very much about who King Arthur is, at least in legend. Most people know the basics of the story of King Arthur. Uh, most people know about the, the sword and the stone uh, that he pulls out, of uh, his uh, great kingdom of Camelot, uh, the round table, of course, in which the knights uh, all sit, his sword, Excalibur, his uh, court magician, Merlin, his wife, Guinevere, all the various knights, Sir Kay, Sir Bedivere, and of course, Sir Lancelot, uh, and then his archenemy, Mordred, and his final resting spot at Avalon. You really see King Arthur everywhere in our culture today. It's, it's not surprising. He comes out of a, an English legends and myths, and so it's not surprising that we have it in our own modern culture as well. I mean, he's, you can see him in movies like uh, Disney's movie Sword in the Stone, the old comics of Prince Valiant. Of course, there's the musical Camelot. Mark Twain wrote his very famous book, uh, The Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court. Uh, and you can even find him on the bags of flour with the King Arthur flour. So what is this legend? And more importantly, who is it? Uh, who was Arthur? Did he in fact exist? Well, to understand this, to understand Arthur, we need to look uh, a little bit more closely at the situation in the period in which he is supposed to have lived. And this is in the uh, 5th century uh, Rome. In the 5th century, in the Roman Empire, things were very bad. The empire was collapsing, there were Germanic barbarians who were invading all parts of the West, and therefore to protect the core, the Romans were withdrawing their forces from the periphery, from the edges of the empire. And that meant Britain. And so the Roman forces were leaving Britain, and that meant that Britain was at the mercy of any of the barbarians that decided to attack. Now, the people who lived there were the Britons. Many of these Britons were Romanized, naturally, because they had lived with the Romans for so long, and that meant not only did they speak Latin, but they were also Christians. During the 5th century now, these new groups come in, and they invade primarily from the northern parts of Germany, in other words, Saxony, and also from Scandinavia. So you have a number of Northmen, you have Saxons, and Angles, or the Anglo-Saxons, who invade. These are very fierce warriors, and they are not Britons. Um, they're not Celtic, in other words, the way the Britons are. Uh, they're Germanic, and they're also pagans. They're not Christians. And the invasion of Britain would be really devastating. It would destroy this uh, Romano-Britain culture that had existed there, and it would cause, well, by between 410 and 450 AD, really the, the island was reduced to local kings all warring amongst themselves. Eventually, the Anglo-Saxons, and the Anglo-Saxons are the ones that we now would refer to as English, English coming from Angle or Angle-ish, they capture all of eastern and central England. 
The Britons still hold out in the west, holding on to areas like uh, Devon and Cornwall, uh, and most importantly, Wales. So it is in this period of, of fighting between what was left of the Britons, fighting against these new invaders, the Anglo-Saxons, that we find Arthur. Whoever he was, or if he was, he was a Briton, and he was defending against the Saxon invaders. Now, the problem with getting to him is that the Britons uh, from this period wrote almost nothing, and the oral traditions that they passed on about these wars are largely lost. The Anglo-Saxons, who were fighting against the Britons, began writing later, after the kingdoms were better established, but they make no mention of any Arthur. So, for example, if we look at uh, Bede, the Venerable Bede, who wrote a...